In this episode, I'm going to read another draft chapter from the book I've been writing, Building the Invincible You. In this book, I share a framework and strategies for amplifying your power in your work and life, regaining your freedom to spend more of your time the way you wish you could, and building the future you want for yourself and your loved ones. and this is Invincible Life. All right, this is chapter 24, Believing in Yourself, issue number 54. If you go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me, you can read this draft chapter. I'll try to get through as much as I can. Um, Let me just go ahead and get started. So none of what I'm encouraging you to do in this book will matter if you tear yourself down. We face enough criticism and lack of belief from others in our lives. Therefore, you must be the one person who will always believe in you. Of course, there will be others, or at least I hope so, don't we all? But you should always believe in you. You must build an unshakable foundation of knowing and believing in your talent, your abilities, your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience, your points of view, and your sense of worth and value. That last one is probably the most important. We do a lot of negative self-talk. I know I do. Maybe you do. And negative self-talk hurts. People sometimes set themselves up for failure. It lessens the sting if you can later tell yourself you didn't prepare well enough. You didn't try your hardest or you maybe chose a, didn't choose a reasonable goal. The unfortunate reality is that people who expect to fail, actually do fail more often. There's research to support that. I linked that in the newsletter. They will self-handicap to maintain their self-esteem. Similarly, negative self-talk, things like, I'm not very good, I'm not smart, I'm bad at everything, That kind of negative self-talk can create a cascade of problems. Increased risk of mental health problems like anxiety and depression. Decreased motivation. Hey, if I'm not very good, why even try? Greater feelings of helplessness. Things will never change. Missing opportunities when they do present themselves, like the opportunity to get a great new job. And increased perfectionism and procrastination. Feeling like something has to be perfect before you try. You will increase your odds of success and improve improve your self-view if you dial up your positive self-talk. 
visualizing success helps. Encouraging yourself to do your best and accept the outcomes will make you more effective and resilient. It helps to recognize that other factors influence results. It's not just you. If something fails, it may not be your fault at all. Most people would never criticize a friend or loved one as much as they blame themselves. It's time to treat yourself like someone you love, someone you care about. Be your own best friend. I know that's not easy, but it is so important. Replace those negative statements with things like more neutral statements. Well, that didn't go as well as I'd hoped. I mean, it's okay to say things like that. Hopeful thoughts about the future. I bet I'll succeed when I try again next week. Questions about how you could handle a situation differently in the future. Thinking, hmm, why didn't that work? Is there something else I could try that might be better? And by the way, you're already amazing. I've lived long enough to know that everyone is pretty amazing in their own way, if you take the time to get to know them. So you are most likely amazing too. And does that make me sound like Mr. Rogers? I mean, maybe. However, you probably can't see how amazing you are. Something at some point in your life made you doubt that. You had spectacular hopes and dreams for your future when you were young. You created a plan for your life that was going to be glorious. I know I did. (laughs) You were making good progress on the path to your goals. However, something along the way, somewhere along the way, something or someone caused you to stumble. Obstacles suddenly appeared in your path. Barriers sprang up out of nowhere. You realized you had drifted off course and your confidence was shaken or even shattered. You may not be sure you have what it takes to make it anymore. But I've learned you become even stronger and more capable when you survive an experience like that and return. There's a Japanese art form called Kintsukurai. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Instead of carefully repairing and trying to conceal the cracks in broken pottery, it is, quote, fixed with lacquer mixed with powdered gold or silver or even platinum. The repaired seams become a beautiful work of art that takes the pottery to an entirely new level. And I'm not trying to be cheesy with this reference, this story. People indeed become stronger and better when they have been tested, when they've been hurt, and they've recovered. 
they gain depth and balance. They become resilient. They also have more compassion for others who are struggling on their own paths. Losing your confidence hurts, but you will come back better and as a better person. So another section, it's rarely your fault. As a career coach, I often work with people who have lost their jobs. Big surprise. Sometimes they blame themselves and lose confidence in their abilities. However, even if you were fired from a job, it might not have been your fault. Maybe you weren't a fit for the company culture. Perhaps the role was wrong for you. Maybe you couldn't see things the way your boss did, so you didn't mesh. There are many reasons good people don't connect well with bad bosses, and there are a lot of bad bosses out there. Sometimes bad bosses think it's their job to be tough and highlight all your weaknesses to improve you. Sometimes they think praising and supporting you makes them look weak. Who knows why, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they're a scheming Machiavellian with an agenda that you choose not to support. That does happen. And sometimes bad bosses are simply incompetent. And they have no clue how to tap into your talents, to develop your strengths, and guide you to higher levels of success. They just can't do it. Or maybe your boss was okay. And they were just doing their job. The problem was there was a mismatch between the requirements and your talent, skills, and personality. Taking you out of that role might have been doing you a favor, even though it doesn't feel very good at the time. Or you may have landed in a profession that isn't right for you. It's a lot more common than you think. There are thousands of potential paths you could have taken. What are the odds that the one you selected when you were really young was the ideal profession and role for you? My point is, none of this means that something is wrong with you. Getting into an unpleasant situation can steal your mojo, but it isn't your fault. It's not a reason to lose faith in yourself. However, getting out of a bad situation and putting yourself back on the right path is under your control. It is your responsibility. Don't leave your power in someone else's hands. You need to believe in yourself and a better future. So you have to take your power back. Confidence should ideally come from within, not fueled by the praise of others. Rebuilding your self-belief often starts with thinking back on your past achievements. I talk about this with my clients all the time. So take the time to capture the story of who you are, which helps you gain a perspective on your background and the value you bring to the table. Any current negative situation, it's just a blip on the timeline. Document all your talents 
strengths, knowledge, and experience. And I'm not talking about some fuzzy mental exercise of just thinking about them. Literally write it all down in black and white. The act of writing makes a difference and who you are will feel more concrete. Learn what you can from past negative situations at work or with a bad boss. Some of the criticism may have been unfounded. Perhaps you lost your job once due to circumstances beyond your control. A company lost funding or economic conditions led to layoffs like it's happening right now. Or a reorg just put your job at risk. However, there may be some hidden lessons too. Are there areas you need to improve? Do you have too much conflict with coworkers? Talk with some trusted friends or colleagues and ask for honest feedback. Don't get defensive or no one will want to share their thoughts. Just listen and see if there is a grain of truth in what you're hearing. Some criticism may miss the mark. But there is often helpful advice if you are willing to hear it. You own your power when you own both your strengths and your weaknesses. Be honest about your areas that needed development before someone else's. Face yourself honestly and know yourself more deeply. Believing in yourself doesn't mean only accepting the positive feedback. No one is perfect, and that's okay. There's a quote from Lao Tzu, knowing others is perspective, but knowing one's own self is enlightened. Conquering others shows strength, but conquering oneself shows true power. And then take the time you need. You can't just flip a switch and immediately regain your confidence and self-belief after a significant setback. It just doesn't work that way. Depending on what happened, it may take a few weeks or even months to get your mojo back. After one of my incredibly negative experiences, I don't think I felt like my old self for almost six months. It's a long time. It's a long time, but uh, yeah, it was about six months. I lost my confidence and didn't feel good about my future. It took some time to recover and get back into the game, but I finally did. If you ever have a similar experience, you don't want to rush right into your next thing. For example, if you're fired, things probably won't go well if you start interviewing as soon as you leave your previous job. Same thing if you have a bad breakup, right? You have a bad breakup. You don't want to leap right back into dating. A lot of ambitious people feel eager to jump right back into things, but you need time to recharge, refresh, and recenter yourself. Uh, And I have a quote from another source about this importance of taking time. You have a golden moment in your job search when you're operating at peak confidence and energy. You don't want to use up your best contacts at a time when you're not there yet. Instead, take time to think about your long-term goals. Where do you want to be in your life in 10 to 20 years? 
Don't settle for the easy or obvious answer based on your current life and career path. Set that all aside and ask yourself what you ideally want. Engage in some planning in reverse to get creative about how you might be able to accomplish what you want, how you might be able to get what you want. Create a list of things you want to avoid in your next move, your next job, your next relationships. Identify red flags to watch out for when you do start engaging again. Don't want to repeat your mistakes. Create a list of things you want in your next opportunity. Identify critical factors that are important to you and use them to evaluate options. And finally, reconnect with your health, fitness, and well-being. We often let our wellness slide when we are ambitious and we work hard daily. Reinvesting in yourself is a great way to boost your confidence and self-belief. If your body and mind aren't 100%, you can't give your new future 100%. I want to talk about your network. Intentionally develop your support network if the one you currently have isn't lifting you up. For example, if a friend or acquaintance consistently makes you doubt yourself, it's time to change that relationship or step away from it. I've worked for bad bosses before and I know how demoralizing and depressing it can be to head into the office and face that every day. I've also experienced toxic relationships with people who made me feel bad about myself. When all attempts failed to transform a destructive relationship, I finally severed ties and moved on. You know, I'd rather work for someone who values my contribution, believes in me, and invests in me. Life is too short to work for someone who doesn't support you. Same goes for family, friends, and acquaintances. They should recognize who you are, value your relationship, and support you, or they don't deserve to be in your inner circle. The snarky comments and passive-aggressive behavior will drain the energy you need to put into your future. Some people will support you, help guide you, and celebrate your wins. Believe me, they do exist. If you can't create the network you need in your everyday life, seek one out online. Believing in yourself is easier when the people around you treat you well. There are so many supportive communities now, depending on what you want for your future. If you can't find the right one, maybe you should create it. That's what I've often done. And I linked to an article where I wrote about that, how you can create your own community. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me, you can read this chapter and uh, check out these links. I want to talk about staying centered. When we let others influence our happiness, confidence, and self-worth, we give up our power. We'd let them affect how much we believe in ourselves. Never let that happen again. When I wrote about overcoming imposter syndrome, I talked about finding my core truths. 
once you identify, claim, and base your confidence on them, you no longer leave your sense of worth in someone else's hands. One thing supremely confident people have in common is their sense of identity that is centered deep inside and is unshakable. They have an internal locus of control. They believe in themselves, even if no one else does. They know who they are, what they're passionate about, and what they're good at doing. And they align their life and work to be in harmony with that. External factors must be dealt with, of course, but they don't influence that core. We can all learn to be more like that. Always believe in yourself. Commit to owning your confidence. Develop a healthier and more supportive tribe. And construct your reality where you live an invincible life. But luck and timing do matter. I had a quote from Susie Cassim, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. We all face setbacks in life. You will not always succeed at everything you do. Sometimes you will fail when it seems you did everything right. The funny thing is maybe you actually did do everything right. There are myriad reasons why some people succeed while others fail. You don't know all the circumstances and factors that influence a decision that impacts your life. Luck and timing matter. What's going on in another person's head matters. What happens in a given day can affect why someone would say yes one day, but no the next. For example, I read an interesting story about a freelance writer, Chuck Ross, who was dealing with a setback. After a disappointing attempt to get his first mystery novel published, he wanted to prove his theory that unknown authors always get their books rejected. So, in 1975, he sent out excerpts from a published novel. This was written by someone else, already published. It's called Steps by Jerzy Kaczynski. He sent it to four different publishers. By the way, that book won the National Book Award for Fiction in 1969. Guess what? All of those publishers rejected the sample. They rejected it. Then in 1977, Ross sent the entire book to 10 publishers, including Random House, who had originally published it, and 13 agents. Everyone rejected the book. Everyone rejected it. Yeah, you wouldn't want to try that today, but this was interesting little experiment back in the seventies. Not a single person recognized the award-winning novel. No one gave it a chance. So he kind of proved his point. Of course, skills, talent, knowledge, and experience do matter, but luck, timing, and connections matter a lot too. In some situations, who you know matters much more than what you know. Sometimes luck and timing are all that separate the winners from the losers. You can see this happen time and again with startups, for example. You know, and I worked in Silicon Valley for many years. 
a great idea failed 10 years ago because the market wasn't ready yet. That same idea becomes a multi-billion dollar company later when the timing is right. I've talked about this before, but you can't let yourself be defined by the praise or criticism of others. You shouldn't hang your definition of success on job titles and wealth either. You need to believe in yourself and stay focused on your goals. Of course, you should always invest in developing your skills, expanding your knowledge, and seeking valuable experiences. However, why not tip the scales in your favor as much as possible? Build a powerful network. Connections do matter. Put yourself and your work out there as often as possible. Timing and luck matter as well. Some of the most successful people were rejected many times over. However, they knew their value and the quality of their work. So they put their heads down and kept churning ahead. They believed in themselves. Grit, determination, and a little luck can make all the difference. So you got to believe that you deserve better. You got to believe it. A long time ago, I had a conversation with a colleague. Our corporate culture, we worked at the same company. And negative politics frustrated me. After years of trying to change things and make it work, I was feeling burned out from frequent reorgs, leadership changes, and strategy shifts. I mentioned I was looking for new opportunities, but worried that joining another company might be more of the same. I felt that I deserved better, but how could I ensure I would actually find something better? He looked surprised and he said, why look for another job? You should start your own thing. If you build your own company, you get to define the culture from the start. And it was an excellent point. You can either find something better or create something better. Long story short, I did. I left the corporate world over 13 years ago now, created my own businesses, and never returned. I consulted for a while and then founded a tech startup, but eventually found my way to coaching. The practice of coaching captures the essence of what I love the most about leading teams. You know, listening, advising, guiding, giving feedback, and being a sounding board for decisions. Being the person someone can turn to when nothing else is working. Working with people to solve their problems. Helping people find better. And yes, we do a lot of that as managers and leaders, or we should be. But there is always some tension between the needs of the individual and the needs of the team. You're always walking that tightrope and balancing your empathy and compassion with what you need to do for the good of the company. However, as a coach, I have incredible clarity, focus, and purpose. I am in your corner if you're my client. I don't work for a company. I work for you. I am 100% focused on helping you succeed, thrive, be happy, and find fulfillment. I finally get to help good people when bad things happen with no conflict of interest, which is kind of nice. I get to help set things right. 
I believe in people, coach them, and encourage them until they regain their confidence and believe in themselves again. As a coach, I help people believe in themselves again, leave a bad situation, and demand something better for their lives. So I want to share this with you as well. You know, kind of three main steps to doing this. Recognizing when you deserve better, understanding why it's so essential to find something better, and working through how you actually do find something better. So how do you recognize when you deserve better? I mean, no one expects work or relationship to be 100% sunshine, unicorns, and puppies. But I think we all recognize when something isn't fulfilling us. A person is always treating us poorly, or we end every day feeling down. We know we deserve better. Maybe all you have is a nagging feeling that something isn't right. Or you assume... Every job or relationship must be like this. So you think the grass may not be greener anywhere else either. It is what it is. So you put up with it. However, I'm here to tell you that you deserve better if one or more of the following 13 issues continue to be true day after day and week after week. Number one, some, someone makes you feel like less. Number two, you feel less confident than you did before. Three, you're no longer growing or being challenged. Four, your value isn't recognized or appreciated. Five, your input is always dismissed or ignored. Six, your manager or your partner criticizes or humiliates you in front of other people. Seven, your boss or partner keeps promising to make things right, but never does. Eight, your manager or partner doesn't respect your boundaries. Nine, the energy you put into something is never returned. Ten, the people around you are dragging you down. Eleven, you feel completely drained at the end of every day. Twelve, you feel hopeless and you're dreading the next day. And 13, you feel like your career or your life is at a dead end. Of course, nothing is perfect. There will be good days and bad days. You will experience some normal ups and downs. But if most of your days are bad, you spend most of your time feeling down, and you no longer believe in yourself, you must make a change. Spending most of your time in a hostile environment around negative people can have a lasting impact on you and your life. So I know we're out of time. So yeah, there's more sections about why you need to find better, how to find something better, kind of diagnose the problem and find something better for yourself, whether it's a better job, better relationship, whatever you want that's going to improve your life. But basically, it's so important, so important to believe in yourself. You got to be in your own corner more than anyone else because you are with you forever. So you, you deserve it. You do deserve better. Never settle for less and keep believing in yourself. So if you want to hear more of these chapters as I write them, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you go to newsletter.invinciblelife.me, 
you can subscribe to the newsletter and read the draft chapters as I put them out. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck with pursuing the life of your dreams so you can be happier, healthier, and more fulfilled.